Well, we got to do our intro. Every week we should have a new intro. Are we doing this now? Hey, Jeremy. Hey, Bradford. I don't remember <laughs> how we did it last time. <laughs> I don't either. Welcome to the Brigley Bro Bob's podcast. It's the Brigley Bro Bob's podcast. <laughs> so exciting. Welcome. Welcome to the Brigadier Bro Bob's podcast. The podcast that takes you on an exhilarating journey. <laughs> so good. So good. <laughs> Welcome to the... It says... It threw me off here. Welcome to the Brigadier Bro Bob's podcast. A podcast that takes you on an exhilarating journey through the world of running. Whether you're a seasoned marathoner, a casual jogger, or someone looking to take your first strides... Jeremy and Brad got you covered. I'm your host, Bradford, a passionate runner with a love for sharing stories and knowledge from around the running community. Together, we're going to share what we're going to explore, training tips, nutrition advice, mental strategies, inspiring success stories, and anything else that makes running a life-changing experience. So lace up your running shoes, hit the trails, and join us every week as we dive deep into the sport we adore. Let's unleash the athlete within and forge lasting connections through our love of running. Welcome to the Brigadier Bro Bob's podcast. You ruined it. I ruined it. That was definitely 50% worse than the first one at least. That was awful. Yeah, but I'm glad you did it, Brad. <laughs> I'm glad you did it. I guess we just got to cut in the other one. <laughs> we just got to take the other one, the clip from the other one, and plop we it could, into that. Yeah, but... We're off to a good start, Bradford. Ooh. This is great. <laughs> I'm so thankful that you have all the control over there. I know. I can't even speak. Figure out one other way that this relationship would work other than me in total control. Co-controllers. <laughs> no. Yes. I'm it just capable, wouldn't be Brad. good. I'm capable. Capable of what? Being a co-controller. I doubt it. Being a like a co-head co-host. That works. Co-head co-host. This is going to be a fucking editing nightmare for me, as usual. Sorry I don't have a computer, Brad. I apologize for that. Maybe one day. Maybe for Christmas, Santa will bring me a computer. I've got a couple ideas for you. A couple ideas for me? Because I don't have any of my own? Mm-hmm. Riveting conversation we're having here, Brad. I'm glad that we're doing it. Oh, wow. Riveting. Riveting. Wow. This is riveting. Mm-hmm. So what are we talking about this week, Brad? You've well, it's your, another got, exciting week of Brigadey Bro Bob's running podcast. <laughs> it is quite exciting to this point. <laughs> We're almost 15 minutes in and have done nothing. I mean, it's, is that how exciting running is? I, I feel like there's just nothing. We've covered it all. Two weeks, we've covered it all. We haven't covered it all, Brad. Oh, so throw out a topic. Running with groups. That was my idea. <laughs> I put it out there, so apparently it's mine. All right, go. Would, take take us I, 
Take us down an exciting journey about running with groups. Well, I can't because I don't. <laughs> I couldn't tell you the last time I ran with anybody, truthfully. It's been awful. I definitely Why? missed it. You don't run with anybody no... ever. It's been years, truly, since I've run with anybody. Years. I just don't. It's hard to find a group when you don't have There's that no running clubs around you. you. There are, and I've tried running with them. I mean, so I have run with groups in the past couple of years, but it's intermittent at best, and I wouldn't necessarily say I run with them. It seems like every time I go to a running group, everybody just goes on their own, and everybody's running to see who's the fastest, and they're just out there throwing down. There's no camaraderie whatsoever. None. So what are you looking for in a running group? Camaraderie? That would be a start. Somebody that uh, – a person one person would be great it sounds like you just show up to a race that's exactly what it feels like it's exactly what it is the idea is you go with a group of people who share similar aspirations with their running and you go and you just do fun things together like go for a run (laughs) so not fun things just a thing (laughs) yeah i mean obviously you do stuff after the run or before the run like when i worked at the running shop what we do you do before a, uh, a run? What do you do? <laughs> you hang out. You go play video games. It's go to an like arcade. You can eat or drink before a run. You you can. I wouldn't yeah. recommend it, but you can. Like when I worked at the running shop, we had running groups that came in every Tuesday and Thursday, and there were a number of people who went, and the groups just split up into different groups. It wasn't everybody doing the exact same thing. So you would get into the people who were like of comparable abilities. And looking to do the same thing as you, and you would just go out and run. So sometimes people would go out and do like they were beginners. So they would go out and run two minutes and walk a minute. And that we had a group of people who did that, and they grew together. And we had people who'd go out and do five k or ten k or a ten mile. And then everybody would get back together afterward and go and have pizza. And we would have some beers, and we would just hang out and chill and talk. And it didn't matter if you were in A group or B group, but we were all there. And it just seems like I can't find. I haven't found that since. Have you looked? I've tried. I told you I've been to a couple of runs recently in the past. Well, not recently, but in the past couple of years. And it just isn't the same. Everybody's out there just like trying to show who's top dog. So you show up to weekday races. That's pretty much what, it, like I said, it's what it feels like. And none of those people run together. And as much as running together that you can't talk because you're all running so stinking hard all the time. <laughs> okay. That's it. What about you, Brad? Do you uh, running with groups, running with people? Um, yeah. I mean, I've been. I typically, I usually think that I'm pretty comfortable in running in groups, but I now, after taking off, basically a year of running, it's super intimidating to get back into running with any, anybody. So, did you just fart? No, I said that's part of it, too. I didn't fart. (laughs) Sounded like you farted. I definitely didn't fart. (laughs) So one of Kira's (laughs) teammates and her best friend, her dad goes out running. And uh, every time I see him, typically on Thursdays at uh, Kira's practices in the mornings. And he's like, yeah, let's go for a run. Now he's like, well, fuck. I'm either going to be slowing him down. Like, I don't know what his agenda, like what his daily routine is. So if he's used to running, say, 730 miles, I don't want to run 10 minute miles with him 
And he's thinking, like, for fuck's sake, this piece of shit is slowing me down two and a half minutes a mile. Yeah, that's part and then of it. it. And then I don't want to go on a group run. I know a number of groups around here. You go on a group run, and they're waiting for you at every traffic light. Like, they're blazing through every green light as a group just running an easy pace, and you're stopped at the red light waiting for them. Hey, guys, wait up. Wait up. That's it. I mean, but that's the, that's the part, like, the initial hurdle to get over, right? You'll eventually get fitness in order to run with them. Right? Like, that's part of it, is being able to be in a group that pushes you to get fitter with them. Guess it depends on how much you use it. At, yeah, I mean, that's exactly right. Like, I, I just, there's a, a, I won't say she's a friend, more an acquaintance through a friend. Uh, that has a group that starts runs on Tuesdays in the mornings. Um, and it's a Facebook group that I just, uh, I just kind of found and I haven't gone on a run yet, but I'm going to try it and see how it goes. I guess I can report back to that. Um, mostly they're female though. So I don't know if they want a dude coming running with them, but I can ask. It's girls on the run. It's not girls on the run. Brad. <laughs> <laughs> The, the girl who runs it, though, well, she's not a girl. The lady who runs it, she's she's pretty badass. So um, I think it, I think that group has a wide range of abilities and fitness levels. So that might be something to jump into. We'll see. And she does a lot of like ultra stuff. So kind of what we're aiming toward in the next couple of years, maybe I can find her and like train with her and then really kick your ass. So I went uh, the first. This would have been three weeks ago. I went on my first run with somebody other than Kira. And it was, it was Kira. It was at practice. It was Ken, Ken Wilson. If you're listening, you tried to rip off my fucking legs on day one. And I was so, so upset. He's like, Hey, let's go run an hour. And I was like, I can't run an hour, especially at say like nine minute pace three weeks ago. It just was not in the cards. And he's he's like, well, let's just go four miles. We'll do it. We'll do it easy. What well, ended up being, it wasn't even a tempo run. It was just a straight threshold run for me. I mean, I was bumping up a, or anaerobic at the end of it, and yeah. uh, had to ask him to slow down a couple of times. We ran again. Then the next Thursday, uh, felt a little bit better. I think we averaged almost like the same pace, uh, but I just I was able to talk the whole time. I was comfortable for four miles. And then uh, we ran uh, our long run, a trail run the other day, uh, would have been on Saturday. And uh, it was pretty, pretty hilly trail run. And uh, he'd just be bolting, bounding up these hills. And then he'd get to the hill and look over his shoulder. And I would just be walking up every fucking hill. <laughs> yeah. So I guess you've just got to focus. Uh, I mean, every run is is about yourself. So whatever is comfortable for you, you've just got to stick to it. So well, that's, yeah, that that's the part of coming back. That's always hard, right? Even with the, between the two of us, I always find, I look at what you're doing and I'm like, Oh, well, if he's doing that, then I've got to be doing that. And I'm not there yet. I'm a couple, I'm a week, two weeks behind where you are like fitness wise. So. So you I'm think our fitness is moving that fast? One week makes that big of a difference. I do, Brad. You know, you know it's true. We're we're phenomenal. We're really good athletes, Brad. Like super good. Probably some of the best that I've ever met. And our fitness levels just go like from zero to world class in a matter of months. 
whereas people work their entire lives to get there. <laughs> so what's the end verdict here? Group runs good or bad? I think they're beneficial. I think they're good in the long run. I think you just I, – I, obviously, you're not going to run every run with a group, but having a group that you can count on to go to once or twice a week, I think – just keeps you motivated. And it, it, again, camaraderie is a, is a big part of running. You don't go out there and, I mean, you're doing it for yourself and in and of yourself, but it's not only about yourself when you're doing it like that. And I think that that makes it less monotonous for sure. Cause running's monotonous. Well, you do the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Well, so we've been running now. This is, uh, this is week seven. Yeah. So we're just shy of two months. Yeah. And when I, when I, when I, we started this, I literally was doing somewhere between three and two minutes of running and taking yeah. walking breaks. That's exactly right. In the, in the last, I would say, it took about three weeks of just like every day, just a grind fest. It felt like, didn't even feel like a fart lick. Even just running for two, three minutes felt like it was uh, an interval training session. The walk breaks couldn't come fast enough. Oh, yeah. I mean, my heart rate was super elevated. Just running three minutes by the time I was done, I was already at that threshold level. It was time to take a break. So whereas now, so seven weeks in, I think I probably had, I would argue, my best run in seven weeks on, uh, it was yesterday, 4.76 miles at 823 pace and we ran a mile in there in 7 742 one of the splits in there went out yeah. the first first mile at 9 minutes felt great the entire time probably could have gone i would say maybe another 10 minutes so but it was it wasn't super uncomfortable felt really good it was the first time that i felt like all right like a i'm getting closer to being able to run what i would consider a decent 5k uh, and it was, a, it was probably the first time I felt like a runner since coming back. So Man, I, I would say, go ahead. I had more than one gear. Uh, and I think back, you know, like Ken has been awesome for me to run with. He's been super, like, he doesn't care if I'm walking up the hills. I mean, what's he going to do anyways? Oh, these fucking bugs are getting me. So is this hill. Oh, they're bad. So I think if you can strip aside the ego and maybe for for people that are good at running, I've run with a number of groups. There are some amazing running groups here at Akron. Realize the difference for you running slow is nothing. So when I talk to Kira and give her running advice, the difference between her running 8.30 and 10 minutes the benefit to her, her heart rate's never getting out of zone one, no matter what. So it doesn't matter if she's running 8.30 or 10 minutes. She's getting the exact same benefit benefit out of both of those. So why not run the 10 minutes and be more inclusive of more people running with you? And to our future selves, I think at some point along my running career, as I was, as I was progressing, say, up to uh, grandma's marathon a couple of years ago, I you know, like I realized there's people hundreds of yards behind you struggling and thinking like, this is just absolute bullshit. Now do you get people to like come back and be more involved in running 
there's no penalty to stopping, taking some time, being encouraging. And again, 11-minute pace, you have to, somewhere between walking and jogging is going to be the exact same recovery benefit to you as uh, as running if you're in really good shape, eight-minute pace. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. I uh, I have to I, I have to remind myself that often, like running eight thirty pace right now, isn't beneficial to me, except for a workout. That's my workout. It's my workout. That's, that's a tempo run. That's my workout. And so running ten minutes is okay, right? And I never I am never upset if I'm running with somebody and I have to run slower than I can. I'm never upset by that. I always get pissed off when it's the person I'm running with who may be fitter than me or who wants to take it out and it's supposed to be an easy run and make it like some like long threshold exerted effort to see who's got more balls. I don't like, it's just not as fun. Not at all. I would much rather run with that person who's we're taking it easier and just having more fun with it for sure. Yeah. Valid points, Bradford. Well, public message to the uh, 20 people that are listening to the podcast. <laughs> Hey, it's 20 more than we had three weeks ago. Well, fair point. I know. Fair point. Holy sweaty butt cracks. Uh, first run since Friday. Caught a case of the sniffles. Felt like absolute hoopy. But got out there today. Getting it done. Bradford stands no chance. I mean, look. Look at that. That double chin's almost gone now. Um, once that double chin's gone, it's over. Um, anyway, got the done run, run done, whichever way I want to do it. Um, maybe tomorrow I'll do another one. We shall see. Hasta la vista. What about you and I have a history of setting just like the most audacious goals ever and never coming through on them? Yeah, I think uh, part of that too is a mindset, right? Like, we get to a point where we're really fit and then we have like an off week or an off day and we're feeling, we feel like shit, like, Oh, well that, that goal's out the damn door. Even if it's only been one day, you go out and you do a workout and you're supposed to like, you're, you're aiming for a sub 18 5k and you're like, Oh, I've got to go out and run 5:30 pace. And you go out and you try to run 5:30 pace for, you know, intervals and you can't even do one of them. And then you're like struggling and you're like, well, fuck that. I can't do a sub, sub 18 and just quit running. <laughs> it's like what? an all or nothing. That's my mentality. It's all or nothing. I can never just look at it for like, I gained some fitness. Maybe it wasn't what I wanted, but I gained something. Well, I had set for this year on Strava, my yearly mileage goal of 2,200 miles. <laughs> We're now over halfway through the year. I have, 100, I have 157 miles. It says behind plan. One thousand forty-eight point five miles behind pace. You behind better get pace. on it. <laughs> I think you're gonna have to have some hundred-mile weeks coming in. It might as well say just give up. No, it doesn't say give up. It just means that we have to reevaluate our plan. <sighs> Look, I'm at how many miles am I at this year? Well, I love so like the the annual mileage goal just shows like on a on a bar graph from zero going up to twenty two hundred from left to right. Yeah. And then it shows the blip of where you are and it's just it's literally on the very bottom. 
<laughs> on the zero. <laughs> like truly, we would be if when we're like at peak running, we would be three weeks in. Three weeks into what? That that would be three weeks of training. One hundred and seventy miles would be three weeks of training. Oh right, right. That's it. Well, a thousand. Well, I don't think I'm making up to. 2200 miles this Wait, year. Wait, how many miles are you right now? 156.9. I'm at 158.2. Wow, we're really close, Brad. But we're not. Well, look, I'm not going to let you catch up now. Now that I know I'm a mile and 0.3 ahead of you, it's done. I doubt it. Look, I'm gonna look at your I'm gonna look at your Strava and I'm gonna go out at like eleven o'clock at night. Good. On whatever the last day, Saturday is every, or Sunday every day, every week. And we go out. I'll and go to another time head. zone to make sure at the end of the year I can pipe pip you just <laughs> like in a race. I'm gonna have a hundred miles on you by the end of the year. Uh-huh. I'm gonna start I'm gonna put in thirty five miles this week. Uh, okay. So listen, let's let's put a button or a bow. Let's put a bow on this. Let's put a bow on it. It's put a, nice a pin in gift. Or is it a is pin a in this? Well, it's a pin. We can bow it up and a gift for our well, listeners. Can a bow? Yeah. Well, it's a, I mean, this is a bit of a tangent here, but uh, one of the best pieces of a running advice I, I've ever heard is don't judge your fitness off of your worst day. Just believe that your best day is indicative of who you are as a runner. So whether that best day was uh, three weeks ago and you're just in a three-week grind of building mileage so you're losing some of your top end, like don't let don't let your worst days be dictating who you are as a, as a runner. Holy moly. Well, first workout in the books kind of went about as well as I thought it would go, which is to say it didn't go well at all had planned four by four to five by 800 didn't know what pace so probably went out a little too hot but let me tell you I only got three good ones in and then the, on the fourth one I just wasn't mentally or physically prepared for that so I just called it a day I didn't want to get injured um, struggle bus ran me over today backed up and ran me over again um, tomorrow's an off day for me I'll use it to recover. Hopefully that'll uh, fix some of the issues that I'm dealing with later. So, you know, I think you hard. you can, well, it is hard, but you can agree with this. You like, we've been running for seven weeks. It wasn't even a week. I'm running two minutes on two minutes off, sometimes two minutes on three minutes off. And immediately without even stepping on the scale, I think to myself, man, I, I already <laughs> look fucking better than before the run started. The next day I can barely move and I just feel even worse than the first day. And I, I go, fuck, dude, I must like, I look like the absolute biggest, fattest piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, even now when I am steadily losing weight, I, I'm like on a good day, I had a good run and I was like, yeah, I got out and got four, a little over four miles and I didn't have to stop. I didn't feel like I had to stop. Like, man, I look lean today. Yesterday, yep. I just had a shitty workout. <laughs> like, man, look at this. I'm like grabbing my stomach. I'm like, look at this blubber. No wonder <laughs> I can't run. <laughs> like, I, we're our own worst critics for sure. 
Yeah, you look uh, at the, you look at yourself every day, and you can just pick, pick yourself apart. It's not even about looks; it's about everything. Could I have done that better? Could I have done this better? Yeah, I mean, it's easier to give other people grace than it is yourself. So okay. everybody is their own harshest self-critic uh, versus giving others. And if you know, uh, I've tried to do better in taking step steps back and saying, like what would I tell myself if I wasn't me? Like if I was either giving advice to you or somebody else, you know, well, is don't it put me in there, Brett, because the advice you give me <laughs> for the most part is just bullshit. It's instead, it's just repairing <laughs> me down, which is part of our, it's part of our relationship, but yeah, don't put me in that one. And look, like if you, when we say that though, and we look at like our diets, our diets are so up and down too. Not, I mean, yesterday I had I, Elliot and I stopped and we got some Chick Fil A and I could have easily gotten a grilled chicken sandwich and you know or a salad or something. And guess what I guess what I got? I got myself a twelve piece nuggets and I got a peach milkshake. It was delicious, <laughs> but I feel like shit today, truthfully. <laughs> but so, it felt damn like, good at the time. I bet it did. But you know, as soon as I'm done with it, I'm like, why did I do that? I don't know. It's uh, it's definitely something ingrained in me. Yeah, well, I've been using like, cream. say, two days a week that I let myself do whatever the hell I want from a food perspective. Yeah. In the other days, uh, doing my best to have some self-discipline that it seems absolutely pointless to be working this hard to run 27 miles a week and just piss it all away by eating trash. Yeah. I mean, that's, I have to remind myself, like, just because I'm running doesn't mean I get to eat what I want. It means that I should eat what I need. I yeah, but it's so that. rewarding to finish a good, like, a, you have a run, you're running on a high, and just go fucking buck wild at the at Arby's or Chick-fil-A. I haven't had Arby's in years. <laughs> They're curly fries, though, making me hungry. Well, they got rid of the potato cakes, though. What the hell is a potato cake? From Arby's, you never had a potato cake? No. There's many things the that you've had. The triangle potato cakes? There's many things that you've had in your life. Oh, my God. Had. Well, what's funny is at my office, one of my managers came in and brought me. He's like, Brad, I just got you a burger. I was on, the fo I was on a conference call. He's like, <laughs> I got you a burger. Arby's is serving burgers now. You got to have this. And he's, he's eating a... Uh, uh, Arby's, uh, uh, what is the one that it's got the Arby's sauce and cheddar, beef and cheddar? Beef and cheddar, yeah. So, and he's the, the most disgusting eater, eating eater ever. So, he's just got like the shit all over his face. He's like, I got you a sandwich. They, they're serving burgers now and they looked really good. So, I got, I got you and Troy burgers. <laughs> and I got the burger. It was barely cooked. It was pretty, pretty damn good. And then I was like, kind of wrecked my stomach yesterday. I was, I was like, Joe, man, is your stomach kind of fucked up? He's like, man, I don't think our burgers were cooked. So he also ate the burger that he bought the other manager in the office, Troy. He ate his burger and his beef and cheddar and a whole thing of fries, just oh spitting food across the office hallways. And the, the point of this story is I've had food poisoning, I think three times. Two times it's been from Arby's. 
Maybe that's a, maybe that's a sign, Brad. I don't maybe know. That's a sign. I mean, talking of uh, like, what's your favorite just bullshit snack? Like, you and I have done some relay races together, like the Palmetto Two Hundred. Uh-huh. So, like nights before races, uh, before races, like when you get some leeway, either before or after races, eating bullshit. Like, what's what are the hot hot buttons? I mean, the the hot buttons. I have two. Ice cream is always a hot button. I will have ice cream anywhere, even during the Palmetto Two Hundred. I'll stop and get some ice cream, knowing <laughs> that oh well, that's gonna fuck me up when I'm out there running <laughs> thirty five miles in the next day and a half. And then the second is peanut M and M's. Like I can't, if there are peanut M and M's anywhere in the vicinity, I'm going to get them. I'm going to eat all of them. Wow! I don't save them. What about you, Brad? Ooh, like Starburst jelly beans, just amazing. And it feels like you're actually fueling yourself for a run, like eating energy gels. Uh. Goldfish, like so. If we're taking a road trip and running along the way, I'm getting a huge bag of Starburst jelly beans. And gold, yeah. Goldfish, Sour Patch, everything from Sour Patch Peaches, which are the goat, to regular Sour Patch Kids, to Sour Patch Strawberries. Uh, the Sour Patch Grapes are amazing. You're listing things I've never even heard of. Pretty much every Sour Patch is is just elite and then i think that's pretty much it like you went on chewy nerds for a while oh fuck good call (laughs) oh my god the chewy nerds are just fire (laughs) um the first time i the first time i did the palmetto you weren't there i got myself like six boxes of mike and ike's um that's like the starburst jelly beans it feels like you're just fueling yourself and it was awesome it's like high octane for runners it was and i ate every one of them and i was i think i was the fastest person that on the relay that year well i think the the best thing about uh like either starburst jelly beans mike and ike's is uh they don't really fuck up your stomach for running not too much it's just pure sugar you can eat those on the go you just take it and away you go. Yeah, you might uh, go like, diarrhea on the in the middle of the run. I've not had that happen too often, Brad. I don't actually recall it. I mean, maybe once ever. I don't think that you can say the same. No. <laughs> no. We'll save it for another episode. We'll save it for another one. <laughs> <laughs> quick quick Bradford story time. We need to like cue in some music. <laughs> You've got music. <laughs> so we were talking about uh like feeling good about running and everything. About two weeks ago, I go to the DMV for my to renew my license. And they're like, Do you still the say have the uh same height and weight? And I was like, Well, my height hasn't changed. What's it say for my weight? You said the last time you were here. He just got done taking a bath. He's going to bed. <laughs> a shower. Sorry, like a man. <laughs> and you're naked. Go upstairs, dude. Jesus Christ. 
Uh, Mama's going to lose her mind if she comes downstairs and sees this nonsense. <laughs> uh, your underwear is on backwards. Okay. Yeah, he's only been putting on his underwear for nine years. Ellie, go. No, 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 no. You can't come in here like this. Go. But we can't even, we, we can't publish if we see little boy pecker. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> he said he's you in college. <laughs> uh, no, what are you doing? No, put a knife down. He's got a knife. Tell me Katie's rescuing this situation. She is. She's not pleased. <laughs> she is less than she is not pleased. She's just shaking her head and huffing and puffing at me. <laughs> How is this our fault? No, it's not. It's not. It's Brad's fault. A daily basis. <laughs> and that's what you deal with on a daily basis every time you, um, you call. So, wow. Yeah, that's my son. I love him uh. to death. Wow. He keeps me young. So, back to my DMV story. Yeah, story, story time with the Brigadier Brobops. <laughs> I go, I, I go into the DMV to renew my driver's license. They say, are you still the same height and weight? And I'm like, well, of course I'm the same height. What do you have for my weight before I agree to this? And they're like, it says 170. And they're just looking at me like, I know damn well you're not fucking 170 pounds. Like, they were just, it was a real bait answer. And it, they're like, any changes to your weight? And I was just like, what literally rolled through my head was, I mean, I just started running again. I'm surely going to be 170 before this license expires. Like, obviously, obviously the last time I got the license, I was 170 pounds and then ballooned up to 207. Yeah. So that there's obviously a range here. So, yes, no, no weight change. I don't know. Again, I say this. All, I don't know two other people who have such disparities between their like being fit and not being fit within a, a time frame of like a year and a half. Like it truly can be a 60 to 70 pound swing. That's not healthy. It's just not, it's not what the body is supposed to go through. We're not supposed to lose 40 pounds and then gain it back in a year. I, I don't see the big deal. <laughs> I'm guessing our years are numbered of being able to do that anyways. I hope that this is like, I say this every time. I hope this is like it. I hope this is where I keep going because hitting middle age now, like you're, it's going to be harder. It's going to be harder. So, but we need to leave with one last thing. We've talked about this loosely, but we need to put it in place. So we're going to run for this next 12 months 5k 10k half marathon marathon yep. cumulative time we're going to time this like it's the tour de france 
that's happening right now. Yep. So if you win or lose by 30 seconds, you get a leader jersey out of the 5K. Yep. A Brigitte Bro Bob's leader jersey. But the first race, we have to have the same jersey. Same jerseys, yep. In the 10K, if you if you have a 30-second lead, lose by 15 seconds, you're keeping the leader jersey. It's yeah. total time. Okay. So, and then I've got a couple of other tricks up our sleeves. You have tricks up our sleeves? That's kind of weird. I don't want your tricks up my sleeve. Wait and see. I guess I'm going to have to. Wait and see, Jeremy. I'm waiting and seeing. Well, that's it. This was the Burgundy Bro Bob's podcast. Wrapping it up. Another wonderful episode. See ya, bro. See ya, bro. (laughs) See ya, bro. (laughs) Later, bro.